Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yes, it's a morning of recovery here on the Shelter Footycast, live from Backchat Studios. We've come back from Bustleton, a live showdown at the Shelter Brewery. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, we are alive and, well, probably not. Hello, Scoey. Yeah, three uh, sleeps to go before the footy season, and last night I slept like a genius after you and I went out to dinner, and I probably overindulged, but that's, that was uh, just... I think I preloaded it at home, which probably got me in trouble. Well, that's a different story for a different time. Uh, thanks to all those folk that came out at the uh, shelter last uh, Thursday, stayed at the beautiful Hilton, hospitality to, to all the team down there. Um, magnificent, really good, good time. good show, wasn't it? It was good fun, a lot of engagement. Mm. I was surprised at the numbers, as you said. I thought there might have been five people down there. I'm telling you, Skeet, people do listen to this podcast. I thought they might have just got lost and just wanted in inadvertently to listen to us because I certainly wouldn't be listening to us. <laughs> Very good. Shelter Footycast on Instagram. You can follow us over there. That's going to be important for today's show. Uh, we've got a couple of things to get through here, so you need to know Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Uh, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. You can send us an email there or footycast at backchatstudios.com.au. If you want to get involved in the show, we had great engagement down yep. uh, down south, and you can listen to that podcast back. It was a bonus episode on Friday morning. Uh, we had great engagement. So if you get, want to get involved in our week-to-week show, you can send us an email or hit us up on Instagram. Now, Skeeter, importantly, I butchered something on Friday, on Thursday. You're show. owning it. Yeah, correct. I'm absolutely owning it. I butchered the... Not the delivery. I think the giveaway we're doing this year Huge. is clear, right? Two tickets on the West Coast Eagles charter plane to their away games, plus two tickets to the game, right? I think people get that. It's a big giveaway. I think I left out a few details on how to actually enter that giveaway. Skater, on the Q code. Which is important. Not the Q code. Not the Q code. So what you need to do, if you would like two tickets on the West Coast Eagles plane, that's right, with the players, two the Port Adelaide game coming up in two weeks' time. You can enter on our social media, Shelter Footy Cast uh, on Instagram. There's a link in the bio. Put your email, put your name, and put the code word. Now, the code word was in Friday's show, Skeeter. Pretty pretty self-explanatory given well, uh, what yeah, we do. That's exactly right. You don't have to think too much for this code word, but it is in the show, and I'm not going to give it again in this show, but you'll need the code word, your email, and your first name. That's how you enter. You can enter on the Instagram, Shelter Footycast, or you can jump on our website, backchatstudios.com.au. little pop-up will come up, and you can enter there too. You need to be following Shelter Footycast. Travel and Sports Australia on Instagram as well, and have the code word. And there then you go. you're good to go. We've got some entries. I'm giving you one more chance on this Monday to enter. Why would you put a 
have a crack at it. I mean, throw up the stumps. I mean, two tickets to go and see Eagles put Adelaide uh, and with the team. So this isn't just randomly a rock up at the ground. This is, this is a really good prize, and it's done every fortnight with the West Coast Eagles. And you'll come out with something from Fremantle, hopefully, yes. in the not-too-distant future. But we yeah, had great... Thanks to Tassa. Uh, go and support the team because uh, they are the experts in uh, sport and uh, travel. That is exactly right. Now, Skeeter, let's get into the big moments of the weekend. I don't think we have to look further past this one. There was only one real big one. It, look, it's practice matches. Teams are getting ready. You don't see a lot of one incidents. We had Sam Pell Pepper last week, but you don't really see... Uh, big time plays. There was a huge one in the uh, St Kilda game uh, on the weekend. Uh, St Kilda North Melbourne. Yeah, Jimmy Webster, who left the ground. I mean, if you've seen the vision, it, it's it's self explanatory. It was a brain fight. It's simple as that. And and Josh Simkin uh, taken from the field, concussed, uh, and that's now going to end up at a tribunal hearing. And if Sam Palpepper gets four weeks, which which he did, uh, I thought. I thought that was almost like making an example of the type of standard they're setting for the, the AFL this year with regards to head-high contact because I didn't think he did that with any degree of malice or provocation to, to try and physically target Mark Keane. This one was different. This is a guy that's uh, he's given himself... Bear in mind, Barry Hall got seven weeks mm. for belting Brent Staker back in 2008. Andrew Gaff got eight. Andrew eight got eight. This, I think, would be comfortably, although it's not a punch, this is comfortably in that territory, seven to eight. Everyone, and David King's calling for 10, but this, this is not going to be a four-weeker. This has to be more than Sam Pepper and maybe double. The, um, yeah, the malice, and I've seen, like, the, social media's been going nuts about this, right? So, um, number one, he's going to get massive weeks, and should. Can I just say that? But number two, uh, the malice and intention, I, I don't know Jimmy Webster, um, I do know things happen on the footy field, and I'm not defending this action. And I said the same thing about Sam Pepper, mm. and, and I'll probably say the same thing about most. He needs to be punished severely because we can't have this in the game. And then it's very clear the AFL's gone down this route. But even just watching it, you can tell this isn't an action that we can um, go, oh, you know, oh, maybe got that one slightly wrong. Not saying that. But I don't think he's a. It's not, not a thug. Dog act. And it's th- I've seen a lot of that, though. And, yeah. and, and you know, I, I just don't think. <clears throat> It, it, it happens fast. And right? I would say the timing, and you're 100%. I think, you know, we're giving him the penalty, but you're right. At that, everything happens. It happens very fast in saying that. I think it is eight to 10. Yeah. Like, so it's late. It is high, high and, and, and deliberate. Like he, he um, it, it is two feet off the ground. So he's jumped. Uh, it is there is not another player in sight, so he hasn't had to run around another player yet. Jai Simkin's not getting slung anywhere. He's upright with the footy. Um, the decision is clear. Like I'm going to physically impact this bloke, and I'm and I'm beeline him. So there's not, you know, sometimes some of those you can use in your defence. Oh, it was at the same time he was kicking it, or I, so I had to run around someone I didn't have clear view. This is there couldn't be what there's not one part of defence for this. So he's going to have to cop what he gets. I, I think it's. It's got to be eight weeks, like at, at, a, at a minimum. Yeah, and that's – now, again, bear in mind, this was a pre-season match, which uh, it, it, it defies logic that he would be having that type of attitude. But you can't just turn on and turn off when you, you show aggression, etc. It, it's the, the nature of the beast. This is, this is exactly why last week I was talking about outcome um, and action – I don't know if these big suspensions would stop Jimmy Webster doing what he did because 
I don't think it's a thug act. I think it's a Stupid. Ho- horrible mm. misjudgment mm. of whatever he was trying to do. Uh, if is it dumb? Yes. Is it is it complete malice? It's reckless. To, it's careless. To, I don't think there's one player out running around the AFL that's trying to uh, injure someone's head or, or cause them long term damage. You know, Josh Simkin here. We haven't spoken about it. This is multiple concussions. He had two last year. You know, he, he's. Um, you know, after seeing what Angus Brayshaw, he's going to have to seriously consider how, how long he sits out of the game. That's a really big issue for him. I don't think Jimmy Webb saw anyone else is running around going, well, I'm going to cause grief to Jai Simpkins. So I just don't know the, the, the these big suspensions. I don't know if it's going to change behaviour. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think oh, I'm an absolute genius, Skeeter. I think... So, hang on. The more you think about it, the more I think I'm an absolute genius. <laughs> That is, that is so scoey. <laughs> clip that up. Clip that up. Put it on the start of the intro. Uh, I, I think you're going to put huge fines in place. I think the back the monetary. Pocket, I think the back pocket would have a big impact on Jimmy Webster's decision making um, before the event. I think if he's running out there game day and goes and, and and him or anyone else knows that if he does that, he's copping a forty thousand dollar fine. You're not doing it. There's just no way. There's not. There's that. You're not making that decision. It will change people's behaviour. So that does that follow a bit of what happens in American sports Absolutely. with regards to more the monetary as opposed to the Absolutely. so they weight that the monetary there, sort. They, they they suspend them for games, but like they're huge and and we got to have it. You know, it can't be NFL fines. It's all relative. It needs to be relative. But I I, I think in terms of decision making, I don't think being suspended impacts players as much as the back pocket would. Well, I suppose get your match well, payments, etc. Okay, no, because no, because if you because so, so players get paid while they're suspended. Yep. Right. But if if I said to you, um, uh, driving, right? I, better say, I was putting, yeah. I was seeing the exact same analogy to say, okay, I lose five points, yes. but don't lose uh, financially much. Yeah, but they, or you run a red light and you get twenty thousand dollars fine. Or, I reckon you're stopping at the red light. Yeah, yeah, making sure you're doing the speed limit. Yeah, Absolutely. no, I, it's a, it's a fair shout and look. Oh, it's a bit of a, a minor part of this, but end up not really turning out too well for the Webster family. But when his brother and sister, I think, go online and and make light of the incident, which those posts happened? have been deleted, I think, you know, fair bump play on and good night, Joy Simkin. I think that was that Ooh, was some of I the didn't say that. that was some of the the, the tone of uh, and I look, I admire. You always defend your family members, particularly if they're copying a lot of stick on social media in this case. I think that's one you just got to stay silent. Difficult, but, though, as for oh, families. Oh, 100%. Yeah, families. And, if, you know, if you... It's difficult for Jai's family, it'd be... 100%. So, look, I understand the defending your, your brother and a family member, but, yeah, just... That's what I mean around the dog act. They would know Jimmy Webster, they're his family. They yeah. know he's not a bad person. I'm sure he's not a bad person without knowing him. And so, you see this... You know this groundswell of you know. Oh, Jimmy you know, it's Webster, a pile on. Yeah, yeah, like you know, and and it's a bad incident. Of course it is. Like it, it's but not some of the stuff said on social media. Just send it. Cool your jets a little bit, skater. Tell you what, like you and the you and the Beaufort on Saturday night, just cool your jets, please. Now, <laughs> now uh, one last one before we move on to the West Coast and Dockers games on the weekend. We can have a little bit of a review. Uh, the All Australian Committee uh, is changing a little bit. Cameron Ling steps down. Didn't know he was on it still. Um, Stinky Ling. That's I, think his, about, I think there's about 10 or 12 members of the All-Australian yes. panel, though. How many All-Australians has Cameron Ling won? Not that that should be a... Well, he's won a few flags. Fact. Yeah, well, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But you don't, you don't get All-Australian for being... This is an All-Australian squad. This isn't the Premiership squad. I'm just, wondering, just wondering how... I just, hey, 
If he's won heaps, good on him. I'm just asking how many he'd won. Maybe Nick, you can have a Nick look at one of those. Gil McLaughlin steps down, obviously. Obviously. Uh, I believe Andrew Dillon is on. Laura Kane. Laura Kane is on. Um, who, who, who? Well, we've got our, we've got our West Australian representatives in Matthew Pavlich. Pav's, Pav's new last year, wasn't he? I think he? so, Pav. And obviously, Jacko's been there since I was a kid uh, on the on the panel. So he's, he you loves it. about it a bit. Hey? You hear about Jacko. Oh, yeah. He, he loves it. Does he? And he pushes the WA case of, you know, Dockers and Eagles, et cetera. So uh, he, I think Jacko enjoys having that, that title next to his name of All-Australian selector. Just the one All-Australian for Cameron Lee? I'm just bringing it up. I'm not. Sorry. Is that right, is it? Yeah, just the one. Okay. So I just, I just thought maybe if you none for all- Andrew Dillon, none for Laura Kane. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just that's the way. It's, it seems like you're you're angling for a position <laughs> in that. Uh, Who me? Would you if you were asked tomorrow? Would you take on that role? Bloody at, oath. Yeah, <clears throat> I I don't I don't think all Australian needs to be a predetermined. Obviously, because I think watching every game of footy does though. I think. I think Do you watch every game of footy? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. No, I don't either. But I think if you're if you're in that position, that's a that's a pretty strong position, isn't it? You'd yeah. want to make sure you're across everything. You're up for, and, and you're never going to get it right. Matthew Richardson said for a long time, it doesn't matter who you put in that team, you're going to cop some some flack. If so. I see Joel Selwood or Trent Cotchin step on it, I'm going to spew up. That that they're, 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 they're you know well well uh, accomplished players that have come out of the game this year but I feel like they're getting the oh they'll get let's the get Joel Sirwood on the committee let's get he'll be he'll be the next uh, you know Moomba you know King of Moomba excuse me <laughs> you know, all these accolades they get like in Melbourne King of Moomba <laughs> Moomba you know Moomba in Melbourne <laughs> is that where they jump off and they've got a glide they do the hang gliding no well, it might be but they have a Moomba festival it's big in Victoria you're a Vic come on well tell me you never heard of the Moomba festival so basically you know whether it's Molly Meldrum or Molly Warnie back in Joel the day Selwood. the king of Moomba so wear a crown you go around and everyone loves you so no those those recently retired players in Melbourne you know Jack Revolt for instance they get a lot of mm. a lot of opportunities he's, he's the king of Tasmania at the moment Jack. exactly so keeping his cards very close to his chest re the naming of the Tasmanian team I put it to him over at the Fox footy thing during the he week he knows well he's 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 like running it mate Is he's he? He's like the he's the guy. He's the ambassador. Okay, yeah, he's one of the guys. I thought, I thought maybe Richo and those guys. Uh, were... Don't worry, Jack's head's wobbling, wo- almost he? wobbling off at the moment in regards to that matter. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shoulder Footy Cast. Sorry, clear the throat now. West Coast and Dockers were in action over the weekend. We called one of these a piece. So let's start with the Dockers, shall we? Yeah, it was a 106-point uh, cumulative loss for both clubs combined at the weekend. I didn't didn't catch much of the Fremantle game, but I think when you go in without Jai Amos and Luke Jackson as you, as your forward weapons, yes. that was always going to be an issue. Uh, how did you, having called the game on radio, how did you uh, review that from a, from a pre-season and round one perspective? Yes, there's a few things here. So I think, um, look, uh, there were some issues, um, some pretty uh, easily identifiable issues as well um, that I don't think it would have mattered that much if Luke Jackson and Jai Amos played. They had real issues um, getting field position for starters and get it going their way. Port Adelaide dominated them through the midfield and they had a really strong midfield in. So did Frio though. So it looked a little bit of the same there. They were winning the footy back deep like we saw last year, and they were having ball move, ball movement issues from their back line like we saw last year. Mm. So I kept saying on the coverage, in 2022, Freo, a real hallmark of their footy, I felt, was they all that sort of stuff would happen. Sometimes they'd lose the contest, but they, they'd win the ball aggressively in their back line. They would control it to a point, 
and then it felt like they just went. They they hit someone in the middle and then had guys like Frederick and O'Driscoll and all, all these wingers just piss-bolting out to space. And it was almost like a big explosion. Whereas right now, Frio, you know, I've seen two of their games now this year and, and what I saw last year, it feels very still closed down. That I don't feel like they have... I don't know if it's the license or if it's the ability or teams are defending it or whatever it is, but they're just getting stuck with the footy and it, and it creates a lot of issues. And it doesn't matter if Mark Reddings and Will Schofield are lining up at full forward and centre half forward, uh, even though we'd be a lot less than uh, Joe Amerson, uh, uh, Josh Tracy, etc. I don't think it matters who's in their forward line. I don't think that's their issue. That wasn't their issue last year. I think their forward line's actually a lot better this year. But this game here, there was some real patterns that I felt kind of flowed on from last year so in saying all that the, uh, what I came out at the end of it was I'd rather have the game they had against Port Adelaide than Port Adelaide's game against the Dockers I don't think Port Adelaide would have learnt much they dominated the clearance they did as they pleased a little bit if you're sitting on Monday you're not learning a lot Frio will have what I just spoke about some really specific learning points that come round one They'll have three massive focus areas that, hey, we don't want to do this, what we did against Port Adelaide. Um, they, they looked a little fragile around the contest. I, th- I thought um, Port Adelaide looked stronger and they looked a bit fumbly. All of those things, they will have been practicing all preseason. So it can be an anomaly. It, it really can be. Or you can let it go the other way and be a pattern. So they have a chance come round one to make an anomaly and play the way they want to play. We spoke to Caleb Sarong after the game. He spoke about we didn't play our type of footy that we want to play. So clearly they've been practicing something over the preseason that they didn't put into practice um, in, in a game scenario. When it comes to, I mentioned the forwards out, Josh Tracy, uh, are you uh, bullish Bullish about him yes. actually coming on? Now, what we have to, let me just preface all this. I think he's only 21 still. Absolutely. He, he's very young. So that he ha- feels like he's been in the system for two or three years. Exactly right. So oh. that I'm interested to see how he comes along. He, uh, he was the best forward. So... In a, in, a, in a forward with Luke Jackson and, and Jai Amos, you're third best forward. Yeah. There's a big difference. I am bullish about his footy. I'm just looking up what uh, the inside 50 yeah, counted. Yeah, so look there. at that. And Hayden Young, obviously, that... I, well, you know, it's if a, we get the positives on, hmm. Hayden Young. Yeah, so uh, you know, I sort of debated this a bit. You reckon their midfield is their strength. I reckon they're, they're still... They need Hayden Young. They need to, you know, whether it's Cooper Simpson eventually, for someone to come in there and give Brayshaw and Sarong support. Fife one, two years left, and we know what he's done pre-season, but can we rely on him playing 20 games this year? Not so sure. I think they need to, to hopefully have Young develop pretty quickly to give them a bit more depth in the midfield. That's that's my opinion. Well, he was their best player. So inside 50 is 56 to 37. You, you're never going to win a game that's, like that, and that's not to do with the forward line, right? True. They can't do anything if the ball's not inside 50, right? So um, that was alarming. Positive side of things. Hayden Young was um, terrific. He had... Five shots on goal. He kicked a little inaccurately, but he was clearly their most attacking midfielder, and he is that. Nat Fife on the other side, he had 26 touches, but a lot of inside grunt work, getting the ball out. Um, Brayshaw's the one that, with with Fife going inside, it's looking like Brayshaw's playing a little bit more outside, a bit more wing time, a little bit more outside footy. Which Is that him? Well, we'll see, won't we? Because mm. Caleb Sarong is an unbelievable clearance player. I think they've looked at that midfield. They need Hayden Young in there because he's their attacking mid. They need Nat Fife in there. He probably can't play on the wing. Caleb Sarong's your best clearance player, I reckon. He's just slightly in front of Andy. 
and then you can't have four midfielders in the guts. So they've got to put Andy out somewhere. They'd be playing him on a wing, a little bit half forward, play fifth mid, all of that sort of stuff. I just don't know if that's going to mean Andy Brayshaw has the best year this year. But Freo won't care about that. Freo want their team to have the best year. Do you know what I mean? That it's not about Andy Brayshaw having no, the best year. But you also want to bring you also want his level to stay you do. At optimum. You can't have everyone in there, though. You no. need, like, that's, that's, that's how I would look at but it. There's, there's, through the course of a match. Exactly right. There's so many different variations of that, aren't there? Yeah, correct. So Hayden Young was terrific. Their best player, I thought. Caleb Sarong had 29 touches. Uh, Pat Voss was, was pro- out of the, um, so Maddie Tabner played. Um, Sam Sturt played as sort of that mid-tall. And Pat Voss played alongside uh, Josh Tracy. Pat Voss was, I thought encouraging. He was one of their better players in the first half, and I think it's a really good addition they've made. It gives them some depth there. Oscar McDonald, um, if Cox doesn't get up to play round one for Frio, he's going to be just fine. He looks like he can play a role. Um, you'll probably be a little bit more defensive in Frio's back line, but is that a bad thing? Maybe not. You should have some help airily from a Luke Ryan. Um, Alex Pierce played actually really well. I think his body looks back to its best. So across the board, Dockers... Um, yeah, look, they they looked quite similar to last year, but it can be an anomaly. You can change that around. So I remember uh, 2018, won the flag. We lost to the Dockers by 100 points at Joondalup in the exact same game. We lost by 100. Wow. And um, not too many people apart from yourself would recall that. No, I mean, correct. Now, well, now you bring it up. I mean, Robert, remember it. Robert Walls did, um, and, and he said we'd win the spoon, and we won the flag. And Robert doesn't work in the media anymore. So... Uh, that was that was off the back of that game that he came out and said that. A few, so, pe- few people are predicting the same this year. Oh yeah, that. but you can see Frio's fan base. Yeah. Like, I was I've been on radio over the weekend and uh, they they weren't happy and they're, and they're worried it's gonna they're falling into the same sort of trap. So I, I just think Cooley Jets uh, again. If we if we use the Mark Reddings analogy at the Beaufort, maybe just maybe just have a, a water in between beers, just <laughs> calm yourself down. Oh. And I just think for Frio, not panic stations yet. It's it's going to be okay. Until it's not. <laughs> until, you, until you're zero and three, then you start getting a bit nervous. That is correct. Uh, Ollie Wines, just for Port Adelaide side of things um, and fantasy players along there, Ollie Wines is just back in the midfield full-time. So Brownlow medal type Ollie Wines. He'll be pumping around Zach Butters. Uh, he hurt an ankle skeeter. Um, he'll be right for round one, though. Uh, Connor Rose was just incredible. He, he's an amazing player just watching him. He's he's a level above anyone out there. Like He's, he's Brownlow medal material, out. isn't he? And an update on your favourite player, Cooper Simpson. Yeah. I think he could play round one. Yeah, no, that's, that's he, play, he, played right. all, he played all, all, all four quarters. And for the players that were out, I don't think any of them replace him in the team. Where does he play? I, from the bench, but coming on to half forward. And he'll be a... Maybe a bit of a higher forward with maybe maybe a two or three CBAs if if that. Yeah, yep. Um, but he looked good again, and I, I don't see him coming out with the players they have coming back in. I don't think he gets. He looks out. naturally like he's he's adjusted pretty well to the tempo and everything that goes with it. That's correct. That is the Freo update, Skeeter. Now I know you watched the West Coast Eagles game. Uh, I watched this one on TV, but you were in amongst the action, calling it with six PR West Coast Adelaide. How did they look in your? I think what we saw, and we talked about the injury of Matt Flynn the week prior when uh, he did his hamstring tendon, uh, we saw um, Riley O'Brien completely dominate the airwaves. Wow. Uh, 34 hitouts. Uh, he had 22 disposals. He just dominated around the ground. Bailey Williams 
I think one disposal. Yeah, one touch for the entire the game. Day. He was playing in the ruck. I didn't realise. I was just looking that up. Yeah. He had zero kicks, one handball. Yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty zero s- marks. skinny output. And look, the, the, the inside 50s were 55 to, 50, 55 to 44. So it wasn't as stark as when I was calling. I thought this just feels like a, a massive differential. I mean, when you look at the what, 32 scoring shots to, to 15, uh, the Eagles, to me, uh, in positive-wise, Tim Kelly... Good Pretty player. good. 26 no, touches, really kicked a goal. He's, he's humming along. Elliot Yeo showed, again, at, at times what he can do. He's back to what we know him as for the moment. Absolutely. So there, there's a couple of positives there. I mean, basically, from an Eagles perspective, and talking to those um, who follow West Coast, no injuries from from what I understand, which is, I know it sounds fairly, <laughs> fairly minor, but in their circumstances, it, it's it's critical. So that, that they got through that way. I think what, again, what I struggle to... To, to see West Coast improving on is A, on turnover. They got absolutely carved up in their skills. When they turn it over, they, they looked very vulnerable going the other way and the Crows just uh, opened them up time and time again. Uh, they've got issues on that front. And I know it's been addressed with um, with the change of strength and conditioning at, at the club and a new team there, but they just don't look as if they're as fit as their opposition. That, that's just to the naked eye. Might be 100% wrong. Um, but Matthew Innes, I'm sure they've done a lot of work over the off-season, but there's a... Look, they've been beat by 52-67, two pre-season matches, and you talk about the Eagles getting rolled by 100 against Fremantle a few years ago in a pre-season game. I'm finding it really hard to make a case for them being overly competitive. Sco, I know you've thought this for a little while now, having seen them, and more so their injuries, but on the weekend, it, there was a, a bit of... A bit of similarity from what we saw last year. Competitive for, for periods, but then unable to to really run out games as well. Their list is naked with a few injuries. They, they have no depth, yep. and and you can really see it. Um, yeah, quite often at AFL level, your bottom six players are the difference. So if you, and to be honest, across all footy levels, um, everyone has quality. Everyone in the AFL. Tim Kelly, he would start the midfield for any team in the AFL. Right, he's a gun. Elliot Yo, same thing. Oscar Allen, same thing. Right, yep. that, that they have top end talent. So does everyone. It's your bottom six that you know is the big difference maker. Your West Coast bottom six is that far away from Collingwood's. It's not funny. Mm. Like they have some serious. Um, they've got list issues. Like, and and I think they've come out and said that. And I think with a few injuries to key players that would normally be in there, your bottom six turns from um, you know Brady Hoff maybe. He's now Brady Hoff's now in the best twelve players. Yeah. You know, he's third year into the club and, and he's and he's developing, doesn't even know what he's doing because he hasn't been out there for long enough. You get a six players back, a Dom Sheeter, Liam Ryan, Oscar Allen didn't play on the weekend, these guys back, and, and Brady Hoff suddenly becomes one of your worst six players, which is a good thing. Yeah. Right? So I, I think they've got really, really big list issues, which you can't fix over the night. And the and the fitness side, I agree with you. But on Matty Matty Innes's defense, and I don't know, I've never met him, but you can't change a, a list fitness Let's profile in, in three months. No, it's true. That's true. Look, and from a positive perspective, and he got through the game, Jack Darling, uh, Jay McGovern also. Uh, Darling kicked two inside about 60 seconds. And again, the supply wasn't overly great for him, but I think that's all he needed just to get himself right for round one. Harley Reid, I thought that's that was the best glimpse we've seen of what he, he can do being played more around the footy and just the composure at times... Uh, to to think his way through 
um, congestion and yeah, yeah. They're, they're this, obvious, it's, it's, these are starting obviously. He's a number one draft pick. But it's the it, eye test, though. Yeah, you see lots of young draftees, and and you look at them and you go, oh, gee, I don't know if he, you know, he might need a bit of time, or don't know if he quite gets it. You don't have that thought. No, Harley Reid. He he might have twenty one week. He might have thirty. He might have ten. But you can see he knows what he's doing out I, there. So. I don't think he's going to get the day cost type numbers. This year, uh, no. he's probably going to be more around that fifteen to twenty disposals, and and, and effectively, you know, what he does is is quality for most most part, and then hit the scoreboard, you know, occasionally as well. But again, the the, the pressures on the West Coast Eagles as a footy club is to to improve, not just on Harley Reid to to make a significant on field difference week in week out. I would just love, I would love for them to be competitive. For our sakes, for 100%. fans' sakes, for probably like the players I still know in the building, I would just love to see them compete. And they're gonna they're gonna lose. I, like like I said, I said on the live show, I don't think they win more than three games this year. But like you know, you hope they're in games, and and you hope that just maybe their quality isn't good enough so they can't get over the line. I I don't know if I can personally take a third year in a row of just absolute drubbings and. Nowhere near it, well, and, and, I, and I've got real fears that happens again this yeah. year. To be honest, and I, look, I haven't seen the the line for round one against Port Adelaide, but I, I think the line would be close. This is talking betting wise. I think it would be close to seventy points. Right? Uh, would that surprise you if I said Port Adelaide minus seventy to win round one? Was um, that being a bit? I mean, it's 10, 12 goals almost. I'm going to give you it in a second. Okay. Anyway, what did you say? I said it might be seventy. It's forty-five. Is it forty-five? Scared I might have a little bit of a look at that one. I reckon. <laughs> forty-five. Yeah. Anyway, look. You're having come, a look at that. They might come out and just uh, surprise. <laughs> but you talk about preseason; they take too much notice of it. But and yeah, it, we've seen the Eagles against the Dockers. We've seen them now against Adelaide, and um, yeah, I. I from Adelaide's perspective, they, just, look, they looked impressive. They Adelaide. looked good. I like them. You know, Riley Thilthorpe, the injury, he's got a bit of a jarred knee. Uh, we'll probably miss round one, but no, I think they can play finals. I know we'll make our predictions later in the week, but I, I think they've got enough quality there uh, to to really um, take that next step. And I thought they were they were impressive. They had another gear to go to, and uh, I look forward to seeing what they can produce this year with you know some of their their stars. Dawson Laird, these guys. Rankin looked really exciting. He played a bit more midfield oh, time. Four goals. He was Rochelle's that you know. I think Rochelle and Rankin still play a bit of a tag team in there. They'll send Rankin in and then Rochelle and, and then swap them over. You don't see them in there together that much because you've got to fit in a Laird and a Dawson and a Crouch. Uh, they, they've they've got a young team, but they've got a pretty decent core now. Um, and I, I liked what I saw from Adelaide, just from a ball movement, ball movement point of view. The contest, like West Coast say they've improved there, but Adelaide really owned them in that regard. Yeah. And yeah, and, and Riley O'Brien looked um, very good. Yeah, it? albeit he had it his own way. And he had you know, other ruckmen, including Livingston, who's you know, still just a, a little giraffe, really, just finding his feet. I, and, don't, mind, I don't mind him. Though. Yeah, no, he, he's got some things to learn, but also... Uh, Harry Bonnet. Harry Barnett, so Jackson, Harry Barnett. I think that's the first time I've seen him live. And um, yeah, this Ruckman. Is, yeah, like, Ruckman. You're going to see the best of him when he's 25 years yeah, old. Yeah, so what are we, three or four years away from yep. watching him, um, if not dominate, certainly be really competitive at that level? Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelter Footycast. Just a few other uh, issues over the weekend to skim through here, Skeeter, just for a bit of a chat. Uh, Jordan Ridley signed a big deal uh, at, during the week last week. Uh, a good friend, Kane Corns, had a bit to say about mm. that. Look, I've got, to, I've got to say I agree with a fair bit that Kane Corns says, uh, and I agree with this one too. He had two or three years remaining, and Essendon extended him out um, to like a six-year deal. 
and uh, Kane was quite uh, critical of that. And on the weekend, uh, he's gone and done a quaddy, which he had issues with last year. So he did a quad, which ended his season oh, last year. When he said quaddy, I thought he was talking racing there for a second. We're Get going. your head out of your bag, account, <laughs> You're just absolutely rattled by the 45 and a half points on offer for West Coast Eagles right now. Now, um, John really has come back. It's, they're not serious. Uh, it's not a serious quad. So a quaddy can be, re- you know, hammy three to four weeks unless it's a tendon. It's just set and set and forget. Quaddy's a bit more different, a bit more of a complex muscle yeah. skater. Yeah, no. Uh, but uh, but you, the original point you make was about with such a long time to go on his current contract, then they extend it. Him, yeah. 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 Look, I, is, it, is that just simply because of free agency and what the, the – but mind you, contracts – Aren't yeah, exactly. Cast in stone. Yeah, correct. Oh, someone mentioned to me that perhaps it's to do with the um, you know, Tassie side of things. That in you know four, five, six years' time, well, wow. right, um, we're going to have a new team in the competition that's going to have a lot of money and it's going to be splashed around. Um, Colby McKercher, the number two draft pick from Tassie, yes, um, he's getting. Mate, I was thinking he, he's going to be twenty-four years old when his state. To, he he's going to be the captain. That he, side. He'll be prime. And he'll be on one point five. Yeah, uh, but but there will be guys around the competition at a certain age group that maybe teams are starting to look at. Do I think that's true? Maybe, maybe not. I think the point you make is probably better, mate. These, these contracts, like Jordan, really could just say with two years to go. I just want to go to Carlton. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't get, quite yeah. see the fuss. I mean, I, I, know I agree with Kane Corns in, in essence. Why are you signing them up? Uh, it looks good on paper. It says they're here till 2029, but we all know that you know if it's Tassie or, or some other moment where they've, you know, through interstaters and they, they have a desire to go home because of family issues and these things happen. Yeah, we've got uh, Round Zero coming up, which we'll be doing a pre- full preview on, on Thursday. Well, I'll be um, doing a preview. You'll be... You've got a you've got a nice start to the year, round zero for you. It's just a just easing away into the year. Is that right, Scoey? Yeah, that's correct, Skater. But I have full trust in that you can run run the ship here at the Shell of Footy Cast. You and Hammer and I'll be fine. Terrific job, uh, round zero. But it's Monday and it's you know just ticked over you know ten p ten a.m. over in Melbourne. Melbourne are already announcing debutants yeah. for their first game, which is on thir- are they playing Thursday, Thursday night, Sydney. Caleb Windsor, number seven pick, yes. will debut for uh, Melbourne as well as. Yeah, yeah. No, just quickly saw just one highlight, but I saw one highlight of Windsor last weekend. I think it was. Well, Is he good? I haven't seen any. Yeah, no. He's he's got some wheels, and yeah, just that's exciting because he looked like a player that you know, given that um, you know what Melbourne's gone through negatively over the last. Month this or month month or two. This is a positive for them. Blake Howes will debut as well. Uh, he's a young wingman, and Jack Billings will make his debut. I'm pretty bullish on Jack Billings and what he can do at Melbourne this year. I think he's a very good player at St Kilda. Don't think his style quite suited them. I think it'll suit Melbourne nicely. Uh, Melbourne putting the team sheets in on a Monday. Like what, what's happening? Yeah, well that's like. Uh, I mean, like we're only three days out though, so like England naming their test team. You know, a week out. No, that's. Uh, I think from a, uh, a Demons perspective, Kate and Oliver's going to travel with the team, which means he'll play. Apparently, yes. Yeah, so Demons coach Simon Goodwin said Oliver was ready to go if opening round clash at the SCG on Thursday night. Yeah, massive, isn't it? Look, you know, lots expected of Sydney, but they've got some injuries anyway. We'll discuss that later. But they're probably the one team uh, that has got a, a massive question mark over their ability to handle the the off field. Um, noise that's that's surrounded them during the during the summer, and yeah, that there we know they've got quality. But how will they handle it? That's going to be the fascinating story of this weekend. Yeah, I don't know how they will. Um, a couple of other things I saw over the weekend. Riley Sanders looked very good for the 
know who he plays for? Western Bulldogs. Uh, you did know that. I, know, I knew you knew that. Uh, number six draft pick. He yes. looks very good. Socks up type operator. Um, okay. Black boots type operator. Old so, school. Yeah, I don't know if it suits the young lad, but he, he looks like a good footballer, I can tell you that. Uh, so they played in, a, in, a, in one of the simulations uh, over the Hawks. Bit of an interesting one with Hawthorne Bulldogs. I watched most of that game. Um, Hawthorne really fought back towards the middle of the game and almost hit the lead at three-quarter time. Pretty strong breeze down there. That was blowing from side of the oval to the side of the oval. Um, but the Bulldogs looked pretty good. Like I, I like them. Sanders will debut um, when they first play. Um, excuse me for not knowing the exact schedule of this weekend. They don't play this weekend, I don't think. No, they don't. But I thought he looked pretty good. Well, they're a team on paper that that should be playing finals and should be challenging for the top four. If you get their forward structure right, if they... I mean, Bailey Smith's a big loss, but yeah, well, you'd think, you know, Hawthorne's still an emerging, developing team, so that was no surprise that the Bulldogs got hold of them. That is correct. So, um, look, there's some big stuff coming up this weekend. I'm going to do my best to give you my... Um, predictions for the season, Skeeter. I'll I'll put them together in a bit of a package and I'll mail them into you for Thursday. How's mail that sound? Them. Okay. Uh, look, I want to I want to go through top eight predictions. Who's sliding? Who's rising? I want rising star. Brownlow. I want Brownlow. I want Coleman's. You know, I want the full box and dice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because last year, look, did I hit any of those? No, I did not. No, 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 no I, picked, I think I tipped Brisbane to win the flag. Did I get that? No. Was I far off? No. But these things happen. <laughs> you Scott. were riding Brisbane off the entire year last I was, year. I was really pissed. Was that their, no, I was pissed for their form away from the Gabba. Because you bet against them. Probably. And then, you know, because I tipped them, I think, a few times. No, but they, yeah, so there's that. You thought Geelong could go back to back. Can Collingwood do it? Well, we'll, uh, we'll give you our thoughts uh, later in the week. Make sure this is your last opportunity to enter the Travel and Sports Australia giveaway for two tickets on the West Coast plane to Port Adelaide, two tickets to the game as well. Uh, you'll have to speak to Simo about sleeping arrangements. Not sure <laughs> where you're going to do yeah. that. Uh, but uh, Travel and Sports Australia, good friends of the podcast, are giving those away. So uh, make sure you jump onto our social, Shelter Footycast. There's a link in the bio there. Or you can jump onto backchatstudios.com.au. Pop-up will take you where you need to go. You need to be following Travel and Sports Australia on Instagram following the Shelter Footy cast and the code word, which is within the show on Friday last week. It's pretty deep. I'll give you the hint. Yeah, no. Remember? It's, uh, it's I forgot about it. It's about as superficial as going on. Very good. Skeeter, that's us done and dusted it for is, the day. It is. Uh, just one thing as, as we leave you. Yes. Um, uh, still, has there been any progress on the nudie run around uh, after last year? As I promised. Yeah. It, it will be produced before the start of round zero. So the next two or three days. Does that excite you, Skeeter? No, it doesn't, but I just want to see if you can come up with a, a result after promising for so long. Thanks for listening. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. We'll see you Thursday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.